Good evening, everybody. An educated economist here. Thought I'd talk a little bit about the bond market today. Um, I believe that it's going to be a sovereign and corporate debt crisis that leads us into the next economic downturn. And if you're not familiar with what a sovereign and corporate debt crisis is going to look like, I'm going to try and explain it in what I believe is going to be, in my opinion, what the future will look like if we do go into a sovereign and corporate debt crisis. Now, it's going to be pretty simple how this is going to end up going down. To understand what it is that is like the problem, you really have to understand what a bond is, right? So if you're not familiar with bonds, let's talk about the, what a bond is. A bond is nothing more than a loan, right? It's just a loan like any other. The only difference is, is that this particular loan is easy to sell. So this is the easiest way to understand a bond. Imagine that you have a piece of paper, right? And on that piece of paper, it says, hey, this thing is due at this particular face value on this date, right? We'll say it's $100 that's due in 10 years from right now. Now, this bond is a loan. You are going to buy this thing, and that loan is going to pay you back an interest. That interest is called the coupon rate. Now, this is really important to understand because a lot of people will hear yield and think about that as the coupon. That is not the same thing. The, the coupon rate is what the bond is going to pay in interest. And now they call it a coupon rate because at the bottom of the bond, there was little tiny coupons that you could tear off and then go and cash in. So if it was a 10-year loan with a 10% coupon on a $100 face value bond, every time you tear one of those off, you would go and cash it in for $10. Once all the coupons have been cashed in, then the face value of the bond would mature and you'd be able to cash that in for your $100. So if you bought it for $100 and the bond was a 10% coupon bond, it would be yielding 10%. Now here's where it gets really interesting because that part is really simple for everybody to understand, right? You buy the bond face value coupons, so really simple. It's when it starts to get sold. Now you could take that bond and sell it for more than what you paid for it. What ends up happening is the price of it goes up and the yield goes down. And now the yield is not the same as the coupon. The coupon stays the same, but because you paid more for it, when you do get paid by the coupons and the face value of the bond when it matures, what you will have collected in interest payments and the face value will have been less than the person who had sold it to you if you are paying for a higher price for it. The yield goes down because the price went up. Now, the same thing can work opposite. If I sold the bond for a loss, right? I ended up selling the bond for less than what I paid for it, the yield to the investor goes up. right? So he's getting paid 10%, but if he paid it at a discount, all of a sudden that 10% coupon might be yielding him 10.5% because he purchased it at a lower price. So if he was to hold on to the bond for maturity, not only would he get paid back the coupons plus the face value, but because he paid a cheaper price for it, he's gonna be yielding a better interest in investment than the person who had sold it to him for a discount. Does all that kind of make sense? If you don't understand that part, you really have to wrap your head around it because that's really important to, to, to to understand in order to understand what's going to be taking place going into the future. Because what ended up happening during the pandemic is, is that a lot of corporations and even sovereign nations, everybody else started loading up on incredibly cheap debt. Now, 
During the pandemic, the Federal Reserve had lowered interest rates to zero. And now all countries around the world essentially did the exact same thing. Trying to stimulate the economy, they lowered interest rates to zero, making it easier for households and businesses. Now, actually, how do they state it? Supporting households and businesses. That's what they said when they were lowering interest rates to zero. And now this gives the availability of financing cheaper or getting cheaper financing so that you can, you know, continue operations or continue to, you know, continue your life as as if it was, you know, before. The only problem with this is, is that even though it's incredibly cheap, you still owe it back. And that's where the problem comes in if you need to roll that old debt over into new debt. Now, during the pandemic, the Federal Reserve, again, had set up a special purpose vehicle with the Treasury to lower interest rates on corporate debt. Now, what that did is that it started creating a situation in which that the markets tried to front on the Fed. What they did is they set up this special purpose vehicle, right? The special purpose vehicle was funded with hundreds of billions of dollars. They told the media that they were going to be buying corporate debt. The Federal Reserve said this. They said that they were going to be buying the fallen angels. And when people heard this, they were like, well, we need to load up on this corporate debt, right? Load up on these bonds, these corporate bonds, before the Federal Reserve goes and buys them. Because once the Federal Reserve steps in, the price of them is going to go up and we'll be able to sell them to the Fed for a profit. So they were going to front run the Federal Reserve. This was the whole idea behind the special purpose vehicle and the Federal Reserve setting it up and putting that narrative out there that they were going to be buying this corporate debt. They hardly bought any at all. I mean, they did a little bit, set up the idea of it, you know, established that credible threat. But the markets were pretty much the ones who funded these corporations. Well, they were loaded up on this cheap debt that they got from the markets. Well, now the interest rates are much higher. And rolling that old debt over into new debt is becoming very difficult. And we're starting to see the signs of what that difficult time is going to look like. Take a look at the article I leave down in the description for you guys. It's talking about luxury buildings that are not going to be able to be refinanced. And this is going to start having a ripple effect amongst the rest of the real estate properties that are out there. Now, this is something that I had never heard of before. They're called single asset, single borrower bonds. Very interesting little bond that is sold here. Now, an individual who wants a piece of this action can't necessarily buy into a building. But if it's a bond that it has been securitized into, then an individual can buy into that bond. Now... Typically, when you're thinking about a bond that's like backed by real estate, generally you're thinking like a mortgage-backed security, which has like bunches of mortgages that are piled up into this particular security. And with that, you have a better assurance that they're going to get paid as most people will be making their payments. If one or two people don't, no big deal. If lots of people stop making their payments, then that's when the mortgage-backed security goes goes bad. But for the most part, most people will end up making their mortgage back or mortgage payments, making these mortgage backed securities a fairly safe investment. They weren't back in 2007 you know, and 8 and 9 when they had gone south. You know, they won, the, the mortgage backed securities had gone bad. 
due to the fact that all the people who had taken out these mortgages really couldn't afford them in the first place. Well, that's not really taking place nowadays. The people who have recently gotten mortgages are generally people who have higher qualifications to get mortgages. And so the chances of them going into like just rapid default on these things is less likely than it was back in, in 08. Now, the current situation with these single assets, single or single assets, single borrower is that if you have purchased into these, it's not like you have a bunch of people who are paying their mortgages that will pay this mortgage backed security. It's a single person, like a single building, not necessarily a single individual, which it could be, but it's a single building that is maybe not meeting occupancy and no longer like a profitable business. And that's the bond that is now backing, or that's the, the asset that's now backing this bond. And this is a situation in which that could start cascading out there into the real estate market. As these bonds, like if you're a bond investor who has these things and you start selling, selling them off, I mean, the, the price of these things could plummet and the yields on them could just absolutely explode. Well, rolling your old debt over into new debt becomes very difficult. Right. As this is as your bonds are not worth anything and you can't sell them. Right. So if you're trying to sell new bonds to try and roll your old debt over into new debt, you're just unable to afford the payments on it, especially if you have a building that has like 50 percent occupancy to it. Now, I don't know. Does all, all that kind of make sense? This is this is the kind of situation that we're running into and is somewhat hidden, like. I don't know a lot of people that are talking about this. Now, what I found interesting is I was talking with a vendor the other day. For those of you who don't know, I work at a lumberyard. I do retail sales for a living. Now, I was talking with a vendor the other day who popped in just to try and get, you know, new business. And I kind of, you know, as we were talking about real estate and talk about housing and stuff, I kind of gave them, you know, a little bit of like, you know, Fed funds balance sheet trying to, you know, Feel, feel him out and see where he was at on things. And man, when he started talking about the luxury apartments that are in the Portland and Vancouver area that are going to go bankrupt due to the fact that there is 50% occupancy and that they are not going to be able to afford the debt payments, I thought, holy moly, did that not just land perfectly in line with this article? So it's happening around. Now, are we seeing the evidence of it actually dragging into the commercial real estate, the multi-residential real estate properties, and then eventually into the housing market, the, the single individual housing, we still have yet to see that. Like this is, but these are the signs, right? This is, this is where it starts is in something like this. And so again, like I actually had to call on a buddy of mine. I was just like, Hey man, is there something that had been talked about prior to this article? Because I know like I, Again, like you don't catch everything. You know, you got to know that there's things out there you just don't know. And he sent me another article saying, yeah, this was like somewhat talked about in a, I don't know, I would say probably, I, I can't remember how long ago, maybe about four or five months ago. So the signs of it started up about five months ago, even though right now we are finding that the interest rates are going to be incredibly difficult for the the real estate market to roll over. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, oh, it makes me wonder. It was just like, at what point do we start finding out about the credit default swaps, right? Because this, to me, is just very much leading up into that same scenario of like the toxic mortgage-backed securities that existed out there. It's not like the mortgage-backed securities that once existed. This is like a different type of of issue and it does make me wonder it was just like you can see the trouble brewing right but it's if we can see it if we can call it out and we can say here it is how is it that people are going to be making money off of this so i do have to wonder what it is that is going to be like the insurance policies that are covering and who it is that has invested into these single asset single borrower bonds those are the questions that i start to start to think about but here it is these are this is the type of thing that we are going to see that's going to start leading us into the next downturn all right uneducated economist you guys let me know